BorderCast podcast is a product of BorderCast.com. We are a dedicated team of meteorologists that provide weather forecasts, discussions, and analysis specific to Boulder County. If you want to receive email notifications for our posts, look for the subscribe button on our homepage. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at BoulderCast. If you have questions or comments or would like to suggest a topic for future shows, message us at contact at BoulderCast.com. BoulderCast, a Boulder take on weather. Hello and welcome to the Bouldercast Podcast. Ben, Joseph, and Andy here on a Friday evening in North Boulder. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> this is our 25th episode. 25th already? Holy cow. I know. We're a quarter of the way to 100. We're right. Get, we're cheers. Getting, cheers, everybody. Cheers to that. Woo. What are you drinking, Ben? I'm drinking lemonade vitamin water spiked with vodka. And you guys have iPhone 21? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, cane sugar Coca-Cola. Yeah, real Mexican Coke. Straight cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Can't so. beat the all-natural Coca-Cola. I know, yeah. All-natural cocaine. Yeah. It's, sure. t- it's tasty. It, it's tasty, sure. Wait, are you 21? Uh, I want to be 21. <laughs> <laughs> So, I wish I was. So a lot of us have been pretty busy. I would say the last podcast was several weeks ago. and uh, Yeah, how long ago was that? I, say I think least, we recorded on like the 13th or 14th. Yeah, at least two and a half weeks. day before Valentine's Day hike. What? Okay. But... Wait, no. Yeah. Really? I don't know. But Ben was out of town, and Joseph was in Oregon for a field mission, and... Or gone. Uh, I was or also gone. in California for a field mission, so everybody was pretty everybody busy. Everybody was gone. Yeah, anyone to do a remote podcast, but none of us had microphones. <laughs> well, you could have used your internet. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Joseph was in a car. Well, I was I was here in Boulder for most <laughs> oh. of the time. I was just in Oregon for two days. It wasn't hey, that man. long. It's longer than I've ever been in Oregon. It really wasn't that long. <laughs> so, what did you do on the uh, on the trip? Same thing, picking well, up stuff. Well, for the for the listeners, they probably don't know what same stuff <laughs> <laughs> means. Yeah, so, give us some, give us some information. So my research group works with uh, lidar. I think it's laser. No, no, it's light, light, <laughs> light. It's like light emitting diode and ranging, or something. No, I think it's laser. Something uh, light, yeah. I think it's light something, but it's it's laser. Anyway, just it's, it's, it's basically like a radar. Fine, my bad. I don't know what I'm doing. I got it up right here. I'm tired. Light detection and ranging. Ah, uh, there you go. Light detection and ranging. There you go. That sounds right. <laughs> wow, they have L-I- like eight examples. L I D A R. Light intensity, distance, and ranging. Light detection and ranging. Yeah, light, light detection imaging detection and ranging. and ranging. Light detection and ranging. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, but it's definitely a laser inside because we we're not supposed to directly look into it when it's open. Oh. When the case is open. Um. Oh. Anyway, so it's we did. Wait, is it green? Or is it uh, no. near IR? No, it's near IR. Yeah. 
It's definitely not visible. Like 1050... 1064 I I nanometers? I don't remember. I should I should know I should know this, but I don't wow, know. Wow, you would not pass your comps too if I was your professor. Uh, you have to know your instruments. Uh, yeah. Lucky well, you don't have Kotcha on your comps committee. Oh yeah, it's true. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Uh so anyway. Anyway, yeah. you were there to somehow replace install them or install on the, at the site. Well, one of them. Pick the other one up. It's it's just a mess. It's just because the other one was broken. This one is fixed. And anyway, it's just it's just a mess. <laughs> it's not a very decent experience, put it that way. But the but the weather in Oregon was pretty nice. We saw double rainbow actually, a full arc double rainbow. That was pretty rare. Huh. And That's cool. Yeah, and overall the the the, the weather was pretty nice and. Yeah, we saw we saw Mount Hood from far, Mount Adams or Helens. I don't, I don't Mount St. Helens, St. Helens maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. In Washington? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think we saw that. Maybe we definitely saw Mount Hood because that's right next to Portland. Snow snow capped. Yeah, that's good. How about you, Andy? What do you do in um... Cali? Yeah, I went to California. It's like a remote place. It's like, well, I mean, it's not remote, but it's a small town. Lancaster, which is north of L.A. by about two hours. <laughs> um, it's kind of in the desert region, so not Wait, much. what's to... it called? Lancaster. Uh-huh. Well, the actual, it's like Edwards Air Force Base. Uh-huh. And the, Oh, I remember that. It's like a desert, so there's really not much. There's mountains there, and there's a lot of wind farms in the distance that you can see and stuff like that. But I was there supporting the El Nino rapid response mission, but uh-huh. I was only there for like four days. But um, there's a funny story behind it that when I went, so I landed at the airport. Yeah, he definitely he, saved it for like a couple of days for that. Well, a few days. <laughs> anyway, go for it. So pick up my car after I get to the airport. Um then I use my, I don't have GPS, so I use my phone GPS to get from Burbank Airport <laughs> to to check into my hotel, which is like an hour, two hours away. Uh-huh. So my GPS somehow was telling me to go this this route that was way, kind of like out of the way, but it was ended up being really scenic. It went through the mountains. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was like all this like zigzaggy uh stuff and there were like a lot of cars behind me like speeding trying to pass me up yeah it's uh, california but the it was really pretty <clears throat> but then still coming back it wanted to take the same way so i kind of took the freeway and then i thought it then it somehow readjusted and then i was like okay I think it's taking me the right way. And then eventually it took me back into the mountains to go back to the airport. Oh. So, huh. Maybe so. it was taking in effect traffic or something. I don't know. This was using the Here, the Here Drive app. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe they take into account. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was kind of funny. Know. But anyway, those going through the mountains up in California, like compared to Colorado, there's it's really windy. And uh, Really? Yeah, you can, like, you go around a turn, you can't go more than 20 miles an hour some of those turns you going up canyons now yeah going up going down like swerving down that's weird yeah 
Mm-hmm. It's really pretty though. But I was like, man, I got stuck in this again. <laughs> <laughs> you never trust your phone GPS. Nothing anyway. beats paper maps. I know. I miss those Just paper maps. Paper maps. <laughs> Evan Kalina. Yes, it, yes it, no. Words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, paper maps is good. Well, phone's yeah. GPS most of the time is correct. Yeah. I mean, Just, you have to know your map. way. I mean, you... I think the the safest approach would be to. What are you doing, Ben? What the hell? Oh, what? Oh. Anyway, that's my anyway. story. <laughs> Sa- well, the safest approach is to look up what, where you're going ahead of time. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I usually do. All right, Doctor Cran. I usually do. Good for you. But anyway, I think it was good because I wouldn't have seen that part of California. Okay, that's good. Did I tell you? Make about... lemonade out of lemon? <laughs> yeah. Did I tell Some you about more. when I applied for that job at Edwards Air Force Base? You told me about it. About I... how like the guy interviewing me is like, kept like reiter- reiterating that like, this is in the middle of nowhere. You will have nothing to do. You will be super bored. <laughs> and? This town's terrible. <laughs> basically, he kept basically like... He really so would come you, here. He's like, would you be okay with that? Are you sure you could deal with having one tiny store and one gas station in your town? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, of course. It is a little depressing, I guess. But uh, It's really brown here. It's hot. Yeah, but they have that close town. It's like Palmdale, I think. And then they have Trader Joe's and they have all these. How close is close? 11, mi- 11 miles. Hmm. That's not bad at all. It's like 10 minutes. It's like a full-fledged Still not ideal, though. Not ideal, yeah. So that would have been a job in the Air Force Base? Like, inside the base? I don't even remember. Something with NASA. And that'd be in the base, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the funny part. Like, you go into the base, so you need a badge to get into the base. And because I'm a NOAA employee, you can use your your access card. But then Mm -hmm. NASA is inside the base, so you have two... You know, you have two waves, not waves, but you have gates, two gates mm-hmm. to get through. So you need a badge to get in and then a badge for NASA. Is your badge still so, working there? Uh, I never did get a NASA badge. They gave me like a escort badge because I was only going to be there for like uh, four days. Okay. So when I got there in the morning, they had, <laughs> I had to like hope that my phone had service because it's like a really remote area. Oh, yeah. I had to like email my supervisor to come and open oh, the gate man. for me, and like I have to no. walk in the I have to walk a certain way to get one a certain bar so I could <laughs> so I could send the email. You couldn't cause, live cause, there because he couldn't have he didn't have text surface like his phone didn't work. He could receive emails on his computer, but he couldn't get text. So I had to like wow. maneuver my phone a certain way so I could send the email. Does it look like Death Valley? It does, Like, yeah. really flat, like, mountains everywhere? Not, like, a ton of mountains, but, yeah, they're they're all in the distance. You can see them. Everything's, like, brown and yeah. flat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of the mountains have a little bit of snow on the top, but mm-hmm, okay. not many. Brown and flat. Okay. That's the entire country? Like, <laughs> like, like... Denver to Pittsburgh. <laughs> like a brownie? <laughs> yeah? Sure. Okay. Brown and flat, like a pancake? pretty flat <laughs> it was pretty warm that's cool oh no i sent i sent ben the photo but like there was a group photo they took of every, every one of us oh yeah and i was the only one wearing shorts 
Yeah, and it was like 100 degrees <laughs> or 70 degrees. Yeah, it was like 70 degrees, yeah. Of course it's can't wear shorts because <laughs> it's February. I guess not. Well, even in like... Even, That's crazy. Uh, even the people in the town, no one was wearing shorts. Isn't it weird how you can like train your mind and not be hot? Because you is. think it's, you're supposed to be wearing the pants. But if you're wearing pants in 70 degrees in the summer, you'd be sweating. You would, yeah. I think. Well, today I was skiing. I was really warm up there. And uh, I was sweating, but I didn't really feel hot. So I guess that's pretty true. You can just train yourself to not feel hot. Even though I, I, I was hot. I was like, yeah, I got to take this coat off. <laughs> but then I didn't want to get sunburned. So I had to stay covered, you know. Because <laughs> there was like a ton of reflection today, you know. Yeah. No sunscreen? I had a little bit on. I just didn't. I left it all in my car. Oh. You know, so. Should have, like, went, you know, shirtless. <laughs> <There's no laughs> you, you could have done shorts today. There was no wind. Was anyone skiing with shorts? No, I didn't see anyone, but you could have. It was, like, mid-30s, maybe 40. Wow, and there was no, warm, huh? no wind. Mountain snowpack's dwindling. It is. We need to get, we need an active march. It's been going downhill the last few weeks. Well, there's there's some hope that it'll turn around. Yep, like we talked about last week. Yeah. Or last podcast. <laughs> but yeah. And uh, Ben, you went to Pennsylvania to see family. And yep. friends. Maybe. Yep, saw some family and friends. And penguins. And penguins? Do you, do you, yeah, I think you went to a game, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep, the very first day I was back, went to the penguins game. Sydney Crosby. Yeah, I don't think he did much. Fair enough. <laughs> but they won. <laughs> there was a lot of goals, so it was good. Your whole family went with you? Yep. My mom, my dad, and my sister. Nice. We stopped at this nice restaurant ate on the way. It's good. And, uh... Elk medallions? No. Nah. It's more like a sports bar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. it was good. That's it's cool. pretty cool. Like every table has like a little LCD screen. It's like pulls out. Oh, mm. that's good. And you're like in your booth. There's just on end. This is an LCD screen. And you can just watch. You can it. watch whatever channel you want, and they have all the channels. That's pretty cool. What then? What's the difference between you know eating at home? Then? <laughs> <laughs> People bring you food and beer. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, you don't have to. There's also there's also a ton of big screens and everything, but. It's but nice because you don't have to look at the TV like way at the other end of the restaurant. Yeah. And you can watch whatever you want. You don't have to worry about there being 50 basketball games on. Yeah, you can like, <laughs> okay. flip, flip the channel, you know. That's, that's pretty good. Or golf in the middle of the Super Bowl or something. Golf. <laughs> <laughs> golf. Look, Everyone's watching golf in the sports bar. Tiger Woods, they got a hole in one. Who cares? The Broncos scored a touchdown. <laughs> but, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Every time I go home, it's always in the winter, and it's usually cold and snowing. Yeah. But not this year. Okay. Do you guys have a snowpack? I mean, like where your parents live? Uh, when I got there, there was like, I don't know, 10 inches on the ground. What? By the time I left, it was like all gone. Wow, 10 inches on the ground? That's quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, they had a huge storm, like, in the middle of January. And it never went... Away. It dwindled down to 10 inches, I guess. Oh, okay. It was good. 
But yeah, it was like 50s and 60s. The temperature? Yeah. Wow. That I mean, just like up. here. Fair enough. That but uh, yeah, that ridge kicked out a little bit of warm air to the East Coast for a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of all <clears throat> pushing east. It was just weird, like, landing at the airport and there was, like, snow everywhere in Pittsburgh. After being here and not seeing snow for so long. <laughs> Fair enough. Been, like, three weeks. Yeah, it's a lot different from when you used to say, like, your parents would have, like, four feet. Oh, yeah. Snow depth by, like, May or something. <laughs> yeah. It would just, like, accumulate every, every week or something. Yeah, it never melt. So I say usually I go and it snows like five out of the seven days I'm home, but this year, not even a flake. I thought you had the one snowstorm like right when you got there. I guess that was right before you got there. Oh yeah, like right before I landed, there was like a couple inches <laughs> that day. Northwest flow or something. Mm, I don't remember. I think it was the Alberta Clipper. Oh yeah, oh, that's true. Super quick moving and. Dry, <laughs> not much moisture. Yeah, I typically do that. Yeah, you know how they get those Alberta Clippers in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> no. They actually had a few of them the past week or two. Really? They've dropped like two or three inches each one. That's just. It wouldn't be a real Alberta Clipper, though, would it? Yeah, I don't think that's a Clipper. I mean, I'm down to Missouri. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, technically not really, but just... but they're fast moving and they're just. They're like, you can't really see much of a signature in the... Small front or something. Yeah. They're just really these mesoscale little systems. But, uh, yeah, probably technically not an Alberta Clipper. I should tell you, when I got on the AB bus to come back to Boulder... What's up? There was like five people on it. Only five people? Um, I can believe it. Yeah, more or less. And then, I'll tell you whenever... So my flight was supposed to get in at like 10.30 or 10.40. P.M.? No, A.M. Oh. And the A.B. bus comes every hour about 20 after the hour. So I was like, all right, I'll sketch the 11.20 bus because I was getting in at 10.40. My plane was like so early that I was able to, I basically, and I had to get my two bags from the luggage thing. Mm-hmm. And I picked up those two bags and like looked at my watch and it was like ten nineteen. <laughs> oh, man. And I like I'm like wait and I just like turn around there was like the RTD sign was like right next to me and I was like already in the right side of the terminal it's like right next to my baggage claim I like, turn around grabbed all my stuff and sprinted outside. And he caught it and got the bus. Yeah, I think everyone was the four people on the bus were mad. They were mad because like the bus driver was like getting ready to pull out and I like went up and knocked on the door. Oh. <laughs> uh... And uh, he had to come out and put my bags in and stuff. Why would they be mad? I mean, I don't know. They had to wait ten more seconds. If they if they were in your situation, they they would they would be thankful. That... I don't know if they're mad. <laughs> Not mad, but, you know, just annoyed. Yeah. If someone came at the very last second, tried to get on the bus. I've never seen only five people on the bus. Yeah, it was crazy. I thought I was gonna have to like fight a line. It's it's usually everybody clustered together, everybody fighting to get that first spot to get on the bus. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, right after winter break, that was a freaking, <laughs> freaking cluster. Yeah. I was the first person to get off the bus. Good for you. And I was like the sixth stop <laughs> on McCaslin. I was talking about... Wait, you got off McCaslin? 
Yeah. Why? Oh, you drove? You put your car there? Yeah. What? what? So you gotta pay parking? No, man. Park at Uber. What? You park it? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like a quarter mile. Fair enough. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wait, from McCaslin? From the parking ride. Well, you gotta walk, the... though. Yeah. With your two backs, though. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the entire sidewalk was covered in goose poop. Oh, man. <laughs> By like loads, Ew. I had to drag all my bags through like all this. Goose poop. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Oh. And I never thought about it. But, like, Kill me now. Every day when okay. I'm at work, I just see so many geese outside. Walking. Yeah, would you rather like step on like a sidewalk full of goose poop, <laughs> or walk barefoot with ice? Ice. Ice. How far do you have to walk? I don't know, like two blocks. They have food with ice. That's I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't really that much goose poop. It was. Just, you can't really do anything. You're carrying like three suitcases with wheels. Well, I yeah. guess you could walk around the the poop. So maybe I'd say the say that one. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That, I'd probably get frostbite on ice. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm thinking. I mean, okay. How about how about without how about hiking a hike a hike say beer set without shoes. No, I would never do that. Okay. It's too rocky. No, it's actually not that bad. My my friend did that. But that's just stupid. Yeah, that's just, that was stupid. I think his like foot his feet like That would know, be brutal. It's like you know, all peeled off his skins or something. I don't know. Wow. Something like that. Like Dude. Yeah, my was, friend did that, yeah. There was one student who was in our our group, our year. Who would run barefoot? Oh um, no! Who? Sean, I believe. Sean? Oh, Henley. Okay. I knew he walked around all day without shoes. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, whatever. But I wouldn't hike up beer stat on those rocks and stuff. Oof! Doesn't sound like fun. I mean, you have the marsh area, I guess, and that would be soft. Oh but... yeah, you'd be walking on like <laughs> sponges. Yeah. <laughs> but after a while, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Well. We have a good show this week. Yeah, we have... Uh, do we? Do we? Usual week of weather, and then Ben has a really interesting topic of the week that we'll be discussing. Yes, we will be discussing the world record 24-hour snowfall event from 1921, which occurred in our very own Boulder County. And we won't give it away now, but you'll be very interested to see yeah. what the actual record is. Where do you think it is? How much do you think? How much snow do you think it's going to be? Definitely caught me by surprise. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, we'll get to that in a little while. Yeah. But first, <laughs> Joseph's like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Joseph's I, like, what's snow? It's Colorado. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, the white stuff that falls from the sky. Ooh, sounds familiar. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> okay, so. Anyway, the uh, past week's weather, February 22nd to the 26th, 2016. That's like five days. Yeah. We might want to round it back to the... Yeah, that's fine. Well, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Sure, just make sure we encompass that snowstorm. <laughs> All right, so uh, the snowstorm? 20th. Which one? Oh. The 20th to yeah. the 26th. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so we had an actual ridge that was in place uh, on the 20th. Well, before the 20th, probably. Um, 
Oh yeah. And it was pretty warm that that weekend, the twentieth and twenty first. Um there were some spots that were I can't remember exactly what the temperatures were, but they were um into the sixties. Um maybe yeah, close can't to sixty either. Close to sixty maybe. Because I was biking that day. We had the one seventy three degree day. What day was that? Last Thursday. Last Thursday. Record high. So that was when the ridge was pretty much anchored in. Yep. Anchored in place. And then 67 on Friday. And then I, I don't remember what happened on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> That's off my chart. It's off your chart. Yeah, that was warm. I have a little, I have a little bit. Yeah, I was gone. Memory there. about that. I got it right here. All right, it was 65 on uh, Saturday. And then Sunday was only 49. Yeah, Andy and I. So hiked Sunday on, was yeah. There was a cold front on Friday. Andy and I what? hiked on Sunday briefly, right? Did we? Yeah, it was, yeah. Was it chilly? It was chilly. 40s? Uh, Quite chilly. Yeah, forties. Yeah, breeze. Like clouds building through the day, probably. Yeah, a little breezy. Okay, so yeah, that was our really our transition day before the snow on Monday. Yeah. Monday night. Monday night. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. It was a really relatively. Uh, the system kind of tracked northwest to southeast. Basically, um, you would say maybe western Utah into like into Arizona, and most of the vorticity advection was, you know, more or less to the southwest of Boulder, mostly in western Colorado, if I remember right, correctly. But yeah, uh, spot on. And so this was a relatively. Um, it was a relatively weak system and that most of the dynamics was going to be west of Boulder. And the only the only forcing we had was mostly the upslope. And Yeah, I think it was pretty much driven by the uh, anticyclonic flow around the high in the Great yeah. Plains. Mm-hmm. And uh, there wasn't really a surface low. No, no surface low. And not much of, well, and sometimes you get a jet streak interaction where you get some extra lift, like you get some divergence aloft. But even the jet streak was too far west. And uh, yeah. not much cold air either. So Yeah, it was a close system for us. Or it was a, getting to that time of year. It was, yeah. We were flirting with a 32 degree mark <laughs> and snow to liquid ratios of 12 to 1. Yeah. So getting back down there. So, but the snow started well after sunset. But uh, well, not well, not not well after sunset. But six p.m. Yeah, it started around six six thirty, and uh, it was a really wet snow. Yeah, you so, were here. I wasn't here. <laughs> Joseph was, was sleeping. And temperatures were probably they were in like the low forties until it started snowing, and then the wet bulb temperature was probably in the low thirties. So. You know, it, it dropped off quite a bit, but the flakes were like, you know, they weren't hamsters, but they were, you know, they hamsters. Were, <laughs> they were, they were like, you know, about Mice? they were about meese, maybe an inch, half inch in diameter. Some of them, uh, I'd probably say half inch. Maybe. Lots of aggregation. A lot of aggregation. Hmm. Um, a lot of rhyming, but uh, yeah. So, but most because the temperature was so warm. And because the past several days, you know, it was really above normal, all the ground was was warm. 
and so most of it was just sticking on the grass and the trees so it was flocking on the trees and um not much on the sidewalks or concrete, which was good for driving, I guess. But or biking. Or biking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we had some good, good heavy snow before, when it was kind of mixing with rain at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and it looked like a really relatively quick transition. Um, it just I think wasn't in much. Some real. areas, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, didn't look around much. I think. Uh, Boulder was actually one of the colder spots for this storm. Compared to... Say, Fort Collins. Never really dropped, got out of the mid-30s. They only got less than an inch. Hmm. <laughs> and like, DIA barely got anything. I think they only got a trace. Every, yeah. Everything they got was melting. <laughs> so, we got pretty lucky. Yeah, that band kind of set up just kind of like north-south. You know, along the yeah. kind of like along the foothills. Um, so maybe, you know, we had more like dynamic cooling. Yeah, and that was probably part of it. And then maybe Fort Collins had more of a light, a lighter precip. I don't know, but it was interesting though. You could see like when it first started, the flakes were really big because the temperature was warmer, mm-hmm. and then as soon as the cold air in, infiltrated. And the flakes were smaller, which was, you know, what we all observed in meteorology. So that's cool. That was cool. Yeah, it was cool to see. Uh, really? Hmm. Cause I remember back in the northeast, I see pretty big flakes and pretty cold nights as well. Well, I don't mean to say that it doesn't happen, oh. but in general, you get bigger flakes. Generally, warm bigger flakes means warmer. Usually, yeah. I guess aggregation is a function of temperature. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Wow, I didn't. I did not learn anything in that class. <laughs> I think it's like maximized right around thirty-two, because <laughs> the snowflakes are a little bit sticky. <clears throat> Possibly, I don't know. I yeah. really don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, we put a post out for the storm, and we were thinking anywhere from two to five inches, um, at least in the Boulder area, and maybe six to ten. In the foothills, something like that. Yeah, around there. And I think for the most part, it was a pretty good forecast overall. Maybe there were I mean, some spots. You, you made the forecast, right? Uh, mostly Ben, but oh. uh, we collaborated. A what? Bit. I didn't mostly make it. You mostly made it. Well, Chris you made, made the snow map. map. <laughs> you made the snow map. Wow, right there, man. But Eldora had. Over a foot of snow, maybe 18 inches, I oh, think. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I think Eldora only had 11. Only 11? Hmm. Um, I know yeah. some places a little bit east of Eldora had more. Okay. Some guy told me they had. Oh, really? Maybe it was near there. <laughs> yeah, maybe they did. But Someone anyway, told me they had 11, but I don't know. I didn't look it up myself. But anyway, there were some localized heavy spots in the foothills, um, which is what we were expecting. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't think we were expecting anywhere to get to 15 inches. Well, it was close to 12. That was pretty extreme. <laughs> None of the models were indicating over an inch of liquid. Yeah. I mean, it was, I guess it was a pretty good upslope. Um, I guess it was just mostly a temperature factor this time around. You know, because the flakes, there was a lot of aggregation. Of course, that's a function of temperature. But um, I think if it was colder, it would have probably would have gave us 
six inches probably. Well, actually, well, actually, Boulder got about five inches. Yeah, officially, some places, yeah, officially, but I think. And my neck of the woods got five and a half. That's amazing. And your area looked like it got like two and a half. Yeah, we got screwed. Just three or four miles down the road. I don't know if it was warmer over there because it seemed like it was sticking pretty good. I don't know what it was. I went to bed like at like 10 or ooh, 11. Ooh. <laughs> you want to say like 8 p.m. He's like, I don't want to say the real time. <laughs> but it like, like, it's, you can tell us the truth. No, that's true. Okay. But anyway, it like seemed to stop uh, like before midnight. I don't know if that's... Yep, totally true. So it must like must have only, you know... So there was two rounds. There was the first round, which was kind of the big place early on when it was still pretty warm out. Yeah. And then I think it took a two-hour two break between like 11 p.m. and like maybe like 1 a.m. Then it picked back up again. Um, I just know I think Boulder had like a little bit shy of three inches by, by the time it first stopped. So they must have got two more inches after midnight. That sounds about right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I was monitoring from Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> so I just remember waking up. I got up to go to the airport, and it was like midnight here, and it wasn't snowing. I was like, that's not good. Wait, you went to the airport like 2 a.m. Eastern yeah. time? I woke up at 2, left at 3, got there at 4, got my flight at 6. When did you like... <laughs> I was wondering why you texted Wait. me so so late. <laughs> Wait, you yeah, what? That was actually me waking up. Wait, when when did, when did you go to bed that night then? Uh, I think like eleven. Woke and up you two. woke up at two. That's two like maybe? that's like nothing. That's not so, yeah. like. Do you have parents drive you? Yeah. Okay. Then I got back to Colorado, went home, and then passed out. <laughs> and woke back up at like 6pm <laughs> and then I stayed up like the rest of that night <laughs> yeah I think I think Matt Stein tried to like ask you to go to that pool with him right oh yeah that was that night <laughs> I was and then you like woke up and I woke up and he's like we had the I think you were already there <laughs> I think we are like seeing it already <laughs> oh Matt Steiner but yeah that was the storm when I I was so used to getting up like at 4 a.m. that mm-hmm. I woke up in my internal clock at 3 a.m. Tuesday morning. Oh, man. And then I like I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check outside. Look out the window. Nothing nothing was snowing. So I was like... At 3 a.m.? And I was like, yeah, 3 a.m. And I was like... Oh, yeah, it was done. By I didn't see anything on the, on the concrete at all. It was just like, ooh, that's a bust. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then it ended it up good. being pretty good. But it was just gun barrel that kind of got screwed. I mean, you got... You were in, you were almost but in the one to three inch range of my map. Yeah, my car was like two inches, but yeah, I couldn't really measure anything else because it was, it was like melting already on the on the grass. So I don't know. Did you have a temperature you measured at your house? I know my got my house got down to like twenty nine. Yeah, mine was like thirty two. Oh man, you missed out on the cold air. I missed out on the cold You're air. Missing too. that dynamic cooling right up against the foothills. Yep, I missed it, <laughs> but. Yeah, but, but that yeah. was the most exciting thing that happened <laughs> of the week. I would say, yeah, we got two inches of snow. Not too bad, but, but yeah, that that's so the way it was looking. 
Uh, remember the last time we podcast, we said it was going to be, well, I was saying it was going to be snow free the rest of the month. I would say it's pretty accurate. So, I mean, besides that one storm. I mean, yeah, that storm's, I don't know, didn't look that good up until like two days before. Yeah. That was a system we were tracking uh, for the El Nino campaign. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that was the one. That ended up kind of coming over the Pacific Northwest. So it was kind of interesting. But yeah, after that, well, then we kind of. So we were expecting, or um, we were expecting like the snow to kind of stick around Tuesday morning, but it 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 left so early, and then the clouds cleared out. I was expecting the clouds oh, yeah. to stick around, and that kind of screwed up the temperature forecast. That's why I said I flew into Denver. I was like, wait a minute, are those mountains? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were still like over Kansas, and I was like, is that Long's Peak? <laughs> You're like, that's not good. <laughs> But yeah, you could see the, I could see the rain, I could see the snow line when I flew into Denver. It was like Broomfield West. <laughs> I was like, that's not a good, that's not good. <laughs> but that was already like 1030 and I'm sure a lot of it melted. Yeah, by then it was pretty much gone. Yeah. It's that time of year, end of February. Yeah. Sun that, angle. That March sun it's, is just strong. It's not snowing at night, it's not snowing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time. I think we got lucky this last storm that it, there's no way that would have materialized during the day. Oh, yeah, that would have. Because it was just on the cusp of being too warm. It was. I mean, it, it could have been closer, but... It probably would have been like a, a lot longer duration of rain, probably. Yeah, if that had occurred just, you know, six hours earlier, it's always the night it's always comes in the right after sunset. Didn't you hear something about that? You were saying... Uh... Yeah, it's just something about, like... The, the cold air gets stuck up on the Cheyenne Ridge until it gets like the extra push of like sunset, giving it the extra cooling hmm. that it can just, I don't know. Push further south. Like plow, I don't know. I don't know what the theory <laughs> on that was. I mean, it's got to be something, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. We have the data. We could look back and see wintertime See what time of day the wintertime snow events or precipitation events begin. Yeah, sounds like something you could you could do on IDL. <laughs> <laughs> you could do like a little histogram of or just, snow events start times, or just look at all the cold fronts and see. And that too. That, yeah. yeah. Well, how would you pick out a cold, cold front? front? What? How do you do that? How would you pick out a cold front though? That's, I guess pressure. It's a good minimums, question. Yeah. What? what do you coupled mean? with a big drop in temps. I guess. And northeast winds? Yeah. That's a good question. That's kind of hard. No, not necessarily it's northeast. It's more subjective. Right? Come from north or even northwest, right? Spill over. Technically. Yeah, but that's pretty rare. Yeah, but... We're thinking happened. about getting stuck up on the I think just, giant it, ridge. It happened... Just the ones that come out of the northeast. Man, when was that? It was like last Thursday. It was raining, I think. Yeah, it was last Thursday. It was raining, I think. Yeah, you told me when you picked me up. Yep, that was the spillover day. Yeah, that was a really weird cold front day that is actually coming from the northwest. Yeah. I remember seeing it on radar. Like this huge blob. Had it been snowed pretty heavily in the foothills. I guess not, because it was like 65 degrees and it was raining. Or no, it was that 70 degree day. In the foothills? Oh, in Boulder. In Boulder, it was 70 degrees, and it was... I mean, it only got, like, 0.04 or something. Wow. 
What? That's impressive. But yeah, it was this huge like mass on radar spilling over from the divide. Wow. Yep. But anyway, I did not see that coming. Wasn't... Most people didn't see that coming. Nope, wasn't even mentioned in our forecast. Yep. Mm. I mean, it was completely sunny other than that one cloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, what are you gonna do? What are that you gonna do? One, that was kind of associated with that downslope wind event. That's the one that um, blew down your weather station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right before it blew over, it measured a 41 mile per hour gust. <laughs> Not like, too bad. <laughs> yeah. But the more reliable weather station is the one about a mile north of here that I always go to. Because it's in like, I think it's like a 10 meter, on a 10 meter pole. Oh, okay. It's pretty um, accurate. Then. You can see like a picture of it. On the on the website or whatever. What did it measure? It had like seventy miles per hour, seventy five miles per hour. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty high. Pretty strong. It's like right north of Broadway, right north of Thirty Six. I can't remember. Like if up we, by Neva Road. <laughs> I can't remember if we were expecting that to happen or not. That's a little too far out, <clears throat> too far back. <laughs> no, you had it both of them. So there was a, there was a, that was last week, but there was that early week wind event, which had actually had Boulder in the high wind warning. Oh, oh I remember now. Man. Like at the last oh, second, yeah, the NBS right. bailed on it man. and left it for the foothills, and we didn't get. And it was only thirty miles per hour in Boulder. Man, <clears throat> that's the one that blew my station over. I think. Man, past week was that was two weeks, two weeks ago. <laughs> well, yeah, like a. A week and a half ago. Yeah, it was last like Monday, and then there was that. Oh yeah, I guess Man, a week and a half ago. Those two weeks, these two weeks just went by too fast. It goes fast. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, after the storm, we didn't really have much going on this week, so just kind of the kind of the, well, the ridge didn't essentially move back in, but it's been to our west. Um, and it's moving, moving east this coming weekend. That's going to be well, the reason why we're going to be into the 70s probably tomorrow. But Yep, that's yeah. what we look for. But we've just been seeing slowly moderating temperatures um, going into the 40s, 50s. And then we went down hey, to the 60s. <laughs> it snowed on Monday? Monday. Tuesday, we were already back into the mid-40s. Yeah, 40s, yeah. Wednesday, low 50s. <clears throat> Thursday, yeah. low 50s, and then... Yesterday was like 60s. Low 60s Sunday. today? Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. 70s? Yeah. Possibly. But yeah, I guess it was kind of slow. Wow, that's pretty gradual. But snow's all gone, for the most part. Yeah, really not much left. On the lower elevation here. Nothing left from that big storm in February, either. Oh, yeah. The beginning of February. There isn't a flake like, left from the that. The Groundhog Day. That was melted like two weeks ago. It melted I know. fast. It was just amazing. Well, not that fast. Like it was pretty quick. I mean, like, like in in four days, it was like pretty much gone. I'll say like a week. Well, I mean, most of it was gone. Most of it was gone in like four or five days. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we actually have a chance at being one of the warmest Februarys. Wow. I mean, I looked a couple days ago, and we were. I mean, we still had ten days maybe left in the month, and we were in the top ten. Hmm. Well, I mean, 
we're going to be above normal probably to close out February. <laughs> and we still had like all these warm days left, and it was going to be warmer than it was, the average already was, so it's only going to go up. Oh, yeah. these, like three days left? Pretty much. Yeah, and they're all going to be way above normal. Like right, right now, it's pretty much the 27th. Almost the 27th. What are we at? 27, 20, 29. So tomorrow will be 70. Sunday will be in the mid-60s probably. Monday. And Monday cools down maybe into the upper 50s. I don't know. Something yep. like that. So it's definitely a So we'll good... have like a chance of being one of the warmest months. Yeah. We'll have to see how it shapes out. When That'll they fit do right their... into the El Nino analysis. Yeah. It'll match. <laughs> Not the precept though because we got too much of that. I think we had almost, oh yeah, we had almost a half an inch from the last storm. Of liquid? Of liquid. I think 0.49. <laughs> That's pretty bad. What? 0.49? That's from pretty, the last storm? Yeah. Pretty, pretty Combined much. with the one point, like one inches from the first day of the month. So that's all we had this month, 1.6, which is well above normal. The yeah. average is only like 0.7. <laughs> yeah. Or point eight. So, yeah, so it's above normal. So, here we are, another wet month. <laughs> Despite how dry it's been. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty dry outside of those two storms. Um, storm. Those oh, two. We call the Monday one is a storm. Well, you well, I it guess something. we got it. Yeah, we got like some rain last Thursday, but. It wasn't that bad. But like, yeah. What did we get last Thursday? How many inches? For what? Thursday? The rain? Oh, 0.02. 0.02? Only? I must have just sprinkled for like five minutes. I don't know. No, more than that. Like 20 minutes, I want to say. Sprinkling or? Drizzling. Well, I'll say it's raining at some point. But definitely drizzle for like 20 minutes. It's only 0.02? Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the question will be, you know, when that ridge kind of breaks down, which a lot of the, well, the a lot of the ENSO mission, they've been trying to figure out when the ridge is going to break down for, you know, California, because California, Northern California has kind of gotten it this winter, but yeah. Southern California has been kind of dry. Still dry. They haven't got much this winter, and they're like, mm-hmm. they're asking, you know, where, when's our precip coming, you know? But yeah, I was just looking at Arizona because so we're going to be traveling there in a yeah. couple months, and they have like less than twenty percent snowpack. Wow. Arizona, New Mexico, so they must Southern mm-hmm. Storm Track hasn't been helping them. Yeah, it's been really dry. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with Southern California. Yeah, but they've been missing out. But the long, well, at least if you look on the long range, I mean, there's some, there's a lot of uncertainty. But some of the, uh, some of the models are hinting that we're going to see more of an active pattern in a couple weeks, um, which would be in line with, you know, you know, what we would expect maybe in the late winter El Nino year. So, well. We'll hope that it'll <clears throat> materialize for both California and Colorado snowpack. Yeah. Still sitting at about 100% here. Yeah, 100% what? 100% of normal snowpack. 
or median snowpack. Is that um, average over the state? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think every basin's at or slightly above normal. So that's impressive for how February's been pretty pretty dry. <clears throat> yeah, you gotta remember that even as dry as we we've been, the mountains have picked up some snow here and there. Yeah, they got not much, but mm. I don't know, five inches here, two inches there. Yeah, it adds up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any more uh, comments on the past week's weather before we go on to Ben's whoa topic of the week? Whoa. I don't have any more comments. Joseph? Nothing much. I mean. Okay. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't in bowling for. I mean, I, I skipped bowling for like two days, but it wasn't that exciting. Past week's weather in Oregon? It was okay. It was like a small ridge when I was there. So. The same ridge. All right. Mm, yeah, I guess. I think it's the same ridge. You're right. Yeah, we can move on. I don't have right. much to add. All right, Ben's uh, topic will be looking at one of the historic uh, snowfall records for for Boulder. Oh, well, <laughs> so so it's kind of a I don't know. I got the idea for this. Uh, this is basically a record, the world record snowfall event. Oh, it's a world record, too. Yeah, world record. Huh? World record snow amount that fell in a 24-hour period. Actually, it has several records, but the big one is the 24-hour snowfall record. And this is from our own county, just west of Boulder in at Silver Lake, We're which so... is pretty much right next to the Indian Peaks Wilderness, mm-hmm. right, a little bit right south of Brainerd Lake. Okay. So, uh, basically, this occurred on April 14th and 15th uh, of 1921. Wow. Do you even have accurate <laughs> So, that's part of the question. Uh, so, this measurement was taken. Uh, I can't imagine what it was like back in 1921. Um, Silver Lake isn't, even to this day, what you would call uh, much going on there. It's pretty remote still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you probably used horses. Or, so back then, it was probably just like a ranger shack and a guy <laughs> with some kind of crazy yardstick. I don't know. Stick it in the grass. Um, <laughs> but what made me think of this was so. The, the, so I found this other research paper that basically uh, was done by the Nash, the uh, United States Weather Bureau, which was the you know the precursor to the National Weather Service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this. So this guy did a kind of uh, an analysis of this 1921 measurement from mm-hmm. Silver Lake to see if it was accurate, to see if it, uh, you know, made sense historically, and somewhat to kind of verify this world record. Yeah. Okay. So that's what this paper is about. But who who's the author? Oh or, man. Or what's the title? All right. The title is "Record Snowfall of April 14th, 15th, 1921 at Silver Lake, Colorado." Hits all the main points there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't beat around the bush like current papers do. Because almost every title's already been taken. I know. <laughs> you so have to like titles. take up some crazy words in there. It's like a nowadays three sentence title. <laughs> so yeah, this is from nineteen fifty three. Um, from a guy named J. L. H. Paulus. 
Is this like published in some journal? I don't even know. Monthly weather review. Oh, oh okay. So oh. Fish, official thing. This is official. Nice. Sure, it's like fifty, you know, sixty-five years old or sixty-three years old. Still pretty good. Nice. But, anyways, what made me question bring this up was that do you guys did you guys were you guys part of the debate uh, or follow along? Probably not. You don't really care. Part of the debate. Like I don't two, think I'm. <laughs> yeah, two weeks or uh, like a month ago, whenever that big East Coast blizzard happened. Okay. So there was a lot of debate surrounding the measurements taken at the Washington D.C. Reagan Airport. Okay. Uh, they only measured seventeen point eight inches. So and when all of the surrounding cities and like almost everywhere else in Maryland, Virginia, and everywhere, you know, even the other airports like Dulles and uh, the the other airport. But regardless, uh, it had. They all had like over 25 inches. So there was like a lot of debate like surrounding why does uh, Reagan have such small snow amounts? And they kind of also brought up like past statistics where they're always biased low compared to everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of bringing to question like the observers techniques and, okay, you know, this, uh, you know, there's no way they had that much. People like live next to the airport were like, taking pictures of, like, their yard with, like, 24 inches in it and, like, everywhere. <laughs> so, huh. so it kind of brings up questions about, you know, snow is one of the hardest things to actually verify yeah. uh, in meteorology as far as observations. Yeah. It could I mean, be it's some... not cut and dry, like, I don't know, there's liquid. a tornado or there's not a tornado, something like that easy. Or you just measure the liquid from, from rain or something like that, you know. Or that, too. And, I mean, in reality, it really doesn't matter necessarily how you know what depth or amount of inches of snow you get it all really comes down to the melted liquid but people like to think about snow in terms of inches yeah for sure and so even dating back to 1921 when this Colorado record was made there was still the standard procedure of taking measurements on a snowboard on a what (laughs) Oh, like on a piece of literally a piece metal, of metal, a piece think. of metal or wood. Yeah, that is just basically like a two foot by two foot square, and you place it somewhere that won't be impacted by wind and won't get, I don't know, yeah. which is subjective and it's in its own sense. Everywhere is impacted by the wind. <laughs> in some much. sense, yeah. I disagree. I mean, if you put it on open field, You're still I don't know, wind. like. I mean, you, you, come on, like, what, what do you want by no wind? Like, do you want, like, a, like, in a castle or something? That's the thing. It's, it's all subjective, really. Yeah, there's a lot of subjectivity. But, anyway, yeah. So, if you, when you get, so the snowboard is, you're supposed to clear your snow every six hours. Yep. You know? Oh, I yep. thought it was more than, I thought it was like once an hour or something. No, <laughs> six hours. Every six hours. So basically, so you can have an even amount of compression uh, everywhere. So you know, if you cleared it every hour, you'd have like this, you know, absorbent snow total. You overestimate it, kind of. Because like the top inch of snow would just be super fluffy and like three flakes making up an inch. So six hours is kind of that balance. 
Between. I don't know. That's just the way they. That's just the way. I they think they decided. just randomly pick it. It's a. It could have been every four hours. Yeah, so. it's just a, as long as you're consistent. Okay. Yeah, it's good for record keeping. I don't know. And the whole snowboard thing. And so that was part of the deal with the Washington D.C. for this last big storm. Yeah, where they put the snowboard, I guess. It was something like they had a snowboard sitting somewhere, and uh-huh. it just snowed so much, snow so fast that they lost track of it what <laughs> is what their explanation uh, is what their story was oh is that they couldn't find it <laughs> whoa really wow um but then they had all these like measurements about how it had to be wrong basically because they uh like towards the tail end of the storm they had like 17 inches of snow measured mm-hmm. and then like it snowed like moderately for the next six hours and they took another measurement mm-hmm. and it only added 0.6 inches up to 17.6 inches yeah that's not good so like what were they doing i mean moderate snow like probably an inch per hour snow easily yeah would have pretty much added up you know they should have had up around a 24 plus range mm-hmm. anyway so yeah that was so that's kind of the, the thing like what did they do do they even use the snowboard or were they? Was there wind being evolved? Seems like there could be some way that you could automate it, right? Like have some kind of sensor, you know, because you have the snow tell sites in Colorado. I know they just do snow depth, but it seems like they could design some kind of. But how would you moderate it? I mean, sorry, automate it. Like well, you feel I mean, like a machine. I mean, you definitely could. Something like some kind of laser? I don't know. I mean, they have that now. They have lasers. To measure snow depth? Uh, yes. I know we had it in Greenland. From, like, from... It, uh, it points straight down. From, like, you have to carry it by human, or what do you mean? No, it's installed on something. Like, from a building or something? Like, a pole. Kind of like a, I don't know. Like a street lamp. Oh, and then you stare like a it tiny down. pole, and then it like goes out, and then points down. Okay, fair enough. And but who knows? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if it was like a lidar where it bounced back, and that told you how the depth was, or if it penetrated the snow. Nah, it couldn't have down to yeah. and how much how much it was attenuated told you how much liquid was there, or something like that. I don't know, mm. but whatever, they could set that up. With, Airports. Yeah, that would eliminate some of that subjectivity. I mean, you could still have a person there, you know, manually verifying it, but it would kind of help eliminate some of that discrepancy. Yeah, and you'd also need the thing to automatically clear itself off every six hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess you just have like a automated like brush that goes, (laughs) like brushes it off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but. Yeah, so so that storm basically, because of their low bias and snow totals, it kept that this year's storm from, uh, I think it ended up being the fourth biggest blizzard for Washington, D.C., because that is their official measurement, and it's not even in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Couldn't that mean... It's in um, Virginia, but... I mean, if there was a lot of discrepancy, couldn't they have another observer go out there and verify? That's part of it. I mean, they could. Is that kind of like overstepping someone else's <laughs> yeah. duties, I guess? I mean, it's like 
Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they were saying they were naming the guy that was in charge of it for like the last 30 years. And they're saying he's been biased. For the last 30 years, they're always low. I mean, what do you know if the. So, Coco Raz has snow measurements. Do you know if theirs were. Yeah, but there's a. Oh, yeah, everywhere was higher. Huh. Like, yeah. they were the lowest total anywhere in like the DC area. So, but, it wasn't some localized. Mesoscale thing. I mean, it, no, I don't. I don't really know. It could be obstruction, I think. Or as as you said, they couldn't find the snowboard, and yeah, they wasn't yeah, even doing, people were doing going the right out job. in their yard and measuring it. Yeah, and it was more than they had there. They just they just to be were not clean. doing the right job. I mean, if it's only point six inches for six hours for moderate snow, dude, that's like light, light, light snow. 0.6 inches of snow isn't that yeah that's so weird though you think you know when like meteorologists are taking the measurements they should be getting excited about snow and they should be doing whatever they can to get the most accurate measurements yeah. they wouldn't want to be skewing their total low if, if anything you think they'd skew it high For sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like wipe it clean every four hours just to cheat <laughs> the system a little or something <laughs> yeah I mean yeah it does seem like they could somehow modify that like do a quality control check of that and not accept it and like adjust it higher or lower depending on what they think yeah. should, should have happened, you know, or do an average or something. Yeah. Why, why don't they just do an average of like several measurements around the airport? You know, you can do that. I mean, that's you not can't how do official that. measurements. Work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know it's not how it doesn't, I know it's not how it works, but you know, yeah. it kind of eliminates one site. Which, you know, for areas that are in the mountains, that's kind of a skewed statistic. Yeah, I... Well, but but, but for then... mountains, you know what, but for mountains, I think point forecast or point measurement is even more important because then you really see a terrain effect Yeah. or mesoscale effect. I, I think you're right that if you, if one point really overestimate or underestimate say snow total or precipitation total even like temperature um consistently having bias then yeah and then you adjust for the bias you, or something. you should adjust for the bias but uh, since it's the airport and it's the you know official measurement for that area then you gotta stick with it yeah. i think it's more like a personnel plus you know facility problem because you can't find a snowboard i mean it's not your fault technically yeah it's so messy outside it's probably some mess there anyway and you yeah. probably have a lot of other stuff to do too for end up for for the national weather service people because they probably have so many phone calls or so many oh, yeah. press release that you gotta deal with or i don't know Cooperate with other national weather services headquarters because I'm pretty sure like big cities have to communicate with with each other yeah, or with the many... airport. Well, with the airport, like what the forecast going to be in two hours? Can can you fly? Or can you land? Or hey, don't give them credit. You know, no, I I understand the job. It's a tough job, so. I I think not getting a snow total absolutely correct. Or well, I think. They're doing their best 
frankly. I'm I'm pretty sure that、yeah. they're not really trying to. Oh, I'm going to screw this up so that I could be the discussion topic in <laughs> you know in a in a in a podcast episode across the country <laughs> across the country and the other side of、yeah. the country. I don't know. I I just think they, whenever there's, you know, anything that happened, like,、uh, I think in North、uh, Panhandle, Florida, there was tornadoes warnings early this week, right? And you know, National Weather Service or weatherman in general is not fair weather type of job. It's more like the worst weather type of job when you know. Bad things happen. You're the most. You're the busiest time of. Yeah, you you're know, pretty busy that day. So what's up, Ben? What's up with this paper? Or like <laughs> we're getting there. Still, <laughs> I would say this is the prequel. Some of the well, I, I read some of like the I don't know user comments on that just Washington D.C. thing, and. I mean, a lot of them were kind of funny, pointing to the fact that the the、uh, politicians are paying the meteorologists to report lower snowfall totals than、no. some past storms, so they wouldn't bring bring about the you know extreme events, climate changes, <laughs> bring up all this information. You don't want to be putting that in the minds of Washington D.C. residents and what. And uh, you know, politicians <laughs> in the DC area <laughs> by saying this is our biggest snowfall ever because all they needed to break their snowfall record for an event I think was eighteen or nineteen inches. Nineteen was the record. Something like that. Like every other city in the Northeast, a ton of them all broke their records. DC、oh. <laughs> coincidentally didn't because they only measured a half inch of snow in the last six hours of moderate snow. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's like, "Uh oh, we're getting close to the record. Better fudge these records." <laughs> Who knows? Well, how else could you explain it? This is bad conspiracy. What could have happened? No, I disagree. I guess that's what Joseph、yeah. said that they just have a. If it was super real big storm, they just yeah got swamped or something. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. They、yeah. probably haven't haven't slept for like forty hours or something or got stuck. Yeah. But it does bring up the idea of you know there's a lot of subjectivity into snow measurements and yeah probably need to find some way to kind of improve it in the future. I don't know how to improve it, but some way. I'd like to see that automated some kind of device take out the human error or subjectivity yeah and leave it up to a systematic bias yeah from the instruments yeah one one you can you can track over time and you can adjust it. Yeah,、down. at least give some air to it, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.、And、I think that brings up the fact that even here in Colorado, a lot of people don't like that Denver's official measurements come from DIA, which is not at all representative of the city. Yeah, it's like outside the city. It's, it's like its own city, <laughs> and it's just—it's such kind of a weird microclimate there. It doesn't necessarily. It's nowhere near、uh, kind of the measurements they were taking. It's the old、uh, official point, Stapleton、mm-hmm. Airport, that they changed in the mid '90s, I guess, when or、yeah. something. Yeah, when DIA DIA opened. first opened, yeah. And they were like, hey, let's move the climate station out there, and it makes sense, I guess. 
but makes sense for the airport at it's least. It's known that the airport gets way less snow than the city. Gets way less rain. Has more tornadoes. <laughs> gets sunnier. colder. Has, gets much hotter in the winter. Gets, gets colder at night. <laughs> yeah, it has like a weird overnight cold bias. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's a lot of kind of people in the weather world that want to move it back to Stapleton. Whether it ever happens or not, we'll Do see. Do they still take um, weather? records yeah. there like they still have weather station there yeah right? they're still on asos oh, or so AWOS. do they have like uh you know like people keep checking it from time to time i don't know okay if it's asos then probably not i don't think they do have like i don't know official trained. records there yeah like trained. just like boulder airport <laughs> no boulder airport i think they they do take it um during daytime right I, don't I think they have manual measurements that they like. They don't measure snow. Day. I don't think there's anybody there. Really? Okay. I well, don't I mean, know. I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure, but when it snows a lot, like the whole sensor goes like down. Okay. <laughs> like it'll it'll get like heavy snow, heavy snow, heavy snow, and then I'll just switch to unknown precip, <laughs> and like all the stuff will go like blank or whatever. <laughs> I forget what it says, but like nothing works. NA or something like that. Like we had that big snowstorm this year. That happened. But anyways, yeah, so now <laughs> there's always gonna have those problems. Oh for sure. Representativeness. Zimnanness. <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> but anyways, rounding back to our topic, so we had this pretty big snow event, uh, in nineteen twenty one, in April. There was a pretty significant cutoff low hmm. that as written in the for a deep, you know, deep surface low, kind of in the perfect spot. I wonder how much Boulder got from this storm. I should look back at that. Yeah, that would be interesting. I didn't. I think it might be on the map here. Oh, there it is. But anyways, in Silver Lake, which is at an elevation of about ten thousand two hundred feet, okay, in Indian Peaks Wilderness, they got. So the whole deal was kind of. Uh, not shady, but the guy taking the measurements, I mean, it was a crazy blizzard. I mean, you can't really blame him for not going outside and, like, doing the wipe off every four hours thing. Yeah. But, or six hours, but basically he took one measurement, like, right before the storm started of snow depth, and it was uh, six feet were on the ground, <laughs> wherever he was. And, uh, let's see... And basically, it snowed like crazy for 24 to 30 hours, and he didn't even take another measurement for 28 hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he went back outside, and more or less, the snow was up to about 12 or 13 feet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wherever he was measuring at. And so that, and then that equated to 87 inches of snow in about 27 hours, huh. is what the guy figured. And, um, so, and then to get the 24-hour world record, they prorate that by taking 24, 27ths of that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that comes out to 76 inches. But, so, and then that brings up the fact that he didn't wipe it clean every six hours. So... 
the amount of snow that probably fell was significantly more, more than that. Yeah. Than that. Wow. And so that even bodes more uh, better for the record. But it's even real though, like thirteen feet. And so that was part of this uh, paper went over that. Basically, um, it gave all these. It gave the snow amounts and. Um, you know, it evaluated the reliability and said there was definitely high winds during the event. And, you know, the, you know, observing in the 1920s wasn't top notch. So the guy didn't really have any comments to go along with this, this, this giant snow number. Yeah, what if it's like drift of snow? And so that was something they didn't really, uh, yeah. they know, he didn't know, the, the guy didn't note that it was, uh, you know, drifted. Um, let's see. But the paper, then they talk about how a nearby location had measured sixty-two inches in a twenty-four hour period um, at a lower elevation. Hmm. Uh, that was at I don't know. I can't remember the name here. Oh, Fry's Ranch. I don't know. <laughs> so there's a bunch of places. Some places that we hear nowadays, like Georgetown, had fifty-two inches. Oh wow. So, uh, Long's Peak, I don't know how they got a measurement up there, uh, 50 inches. <laughs> oh, I think it's the, uh, the ranger station. Oh, like the base? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and then Grand Lake, 48 inches, Idaho Springs, 48 inches. Uh, so, you know, this was a pretty epic snowstorm, you know, 24-hour yeah. totals over four feet for many places, uh, in, you know, the front range. So, would it be completely out of possibility that they did get 76 inches? Not necessarily. And something that he did measure, he also measured a liquid equivalent of 6 point, or sorry, 5.6 inches. Wow. 5.6 inches. A snow liquid equivalent. And you cal- wow. and they talked about that that would calculate to a uh, ratio of uh, 70 like 18 five. to 1 yeah well s- sim- yeah 16 8 17 yeah something like that they did it in a weird way yeah. 0.06 density wow of uh yeah so um but they and they calculated the densities of all the nearby locations and every location you say this was 1921 yeah April? Are you checking Boulder? No, I'm looking at historical surface map. Oh, yeah, you should. I have it here if you want to see it. Oh, you have it, okay. But you can find it on there, too. Uh, what did I say the dates were? April 14th and 15th, 1921. April 14th, okay. So, basically, they came to the conclusion that it was possible, given the surrounding locations all had, you know, historic snow amounts. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit smaller than Silver Lake. And, wow, crazy. Wow, that's impressive. Looks really good on the map. Hey, there's Longmont. Hey, there's Boulder. <laughs> Longmont got 19 inches. Boulder had 18 inches. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the... Wow. <laughs> yeah, the 15th. This The surface map on the 15th has like a... A low, like in southeastern Colorado. That's where you want it. How accurate were those, like, uh, previous weather maps? 
Well, I mean, it used surface observations. There weren't that many, but um. Yeah, I mean, like two hundred years. Ago. I mean, not two hundred years ago. Sorry, like four hundred years ago, the world was flat, right? <laughs> I well, don't know. it's not that far back, but <laughs> we got a five hundred millibar low. Because I just don't I just don't know if how accurate were those. I mean, five hundred millibars may. Eh, I, I still oh, yeah. don't, I still wouldn't like trust them that much. I don't know. I'm pretty skeptical as long as it's not modern. Yeah, how do they get that? Sure, they were know. watching watching radio sounds in the twenties. They were not. No, how? I don't think they just started no radio measurements until World War Two. Mm-hmm. Well, these I guess these are. Surface obs like they had a pressure. Are they deriving the upper air from this, the lower air? This pressure was twenty nine point three five inches. Okay, I and guess you, that literally means nothing. Inches, <laughs> inches of mercury. <laughs> I mean, you can have you can have surface measurements. I mean, they had the barometer existed from the you know the what existed. Barometer's barometer. been around for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can have surface measurements. Yeah, upper air. I would be skeptical really about have yeah. upper air. Yeah. I mean, I would trust I would trust the precipitation or temperature total, but other than that, I I just don't know how well calibrated they are. Are they like at say more than two meters above the surface? You know, are you like you know like instruments failure? Sure, that's a good. It's a valid point. Yeah, yeah. it's just like I don't know, like a hundred years ago, like. How would you like make your food? You have to, you really don't have like stove or anything. I mean, or how would you, you know, wipe your butt after you like, you know, did your number two? I mean, you probably don't have. I mean, there's a lot of questions with it, but I think for what they had at the time, I think it was. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) anyway, but that's that's what you want. Yeah, that's a good. Well, I'm I'm just saying. I mean, it's a good track. Yeah, I just. Pretty, I just am pretty skeptical of those um, so-called measurements or paleo or, well, you know, historic weather maps. I mean, I, I believe there's no totals. I mean, if everywhere is measuring more than 40 plus inches around the area, that's possible or plausible. Lower elevation spots. Yeah, that the Silver, Silver Lake, right? Yeah, having like six, almost 70. Is it 70 inches? 70 plus inches? Yeah, seventy six like, inches. Yeah, that's possible. And and I think yeah, another big thing was that that snow density was spot on with all the other locations. So if it was like wind blown snow, you'd have a lower density. Wind blown snow, you have a lower density. So you'd expect it to have uh, be not be consistent if it was you know really wind blown. Snow gets packed more. Ice crystals get broken. Okay. So yeah. it would be more dense then. It would be yeah. denser. Then density would be higher. Right? It was actually it on lower, one of the lower, lower ends of density. I okay. Yeah, density would be higher. Sorry. Okay. Well, because I'm thinking. I mean, well, maybe it's just different. Well, snow density or water density. Uh, I think that's. It. It should be the same. More dense snow is more has more liquid. True. I don't know. But doesn't matter. Anyway. 
Sure. But anyways, this paper in 1953 also did a calculation based on the uh, wind and the pressure maps and everything. Basically, they calculated the max, the uh, theoretical precipitation rate based on the uh, horizontal wind speed, the slope of the terrain to give you the upslope component, mm-hmm. uh, the density of the air, uh, the observed mixing ratio from DIA uh, adjusted <laughs> the altitude, or not DIA, but whatever that airport in Denver was that day. Hmm. Um, yeah, so they calculated that, and basically they found that given all the situation, all the numbers, the precipitation rate could have theoretically been 0.36 inches per hour. Liquid? Of liquid. Uh, equivalent. 0.36? Um, this a lot. Per hour, uh, which for twenty four sp- hours, yeah, which when spread over twenty four hours would be eight point six four inches, uh, when they actually only had five point six. So basically, I just said, yeah, you know, given the conditions, the atmosphere was prime with moisture. There was just a, one of these perfect, you know, uh, hmm. easterly Set upslope up. conditions. Perfect uh, setup, you know, persisting. We had adequate moisture, so. Hmm. If that lasted for 24 hours, it could have happened. Hmm. Even more so. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. And given this, even giving a more dense snow to liquid ratios, it was possible. So, hmm. that's pretty. What does that really say? So, I mean, it's, basically, the paper is all speculation. I mean, because you know. It's this was 30-some years after the measurement was taken. It's not speculation. It's more in- interpolation. Yeah. I mean, no one really knows except for that guy that was in that ranger shack. Well, but, <laughs> you know, it's it's more like... Exactly what happened. How to, like, solve a crime scene. I mean, you know, try to be a detective. I mean, I, I think the 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 argument is pretty reasonable and... Possible, logically sound, yeah, meteorologically cool. sound. That's pretty wow. interesting. I didn't know there was an equation that would equate upslope with an actual liquid equivalent. It's just guesstimating precip. That could be useful. Or for precipitation rate. That could be useful for our Bouldercast website. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Calculate upslope component. <laughs> Um, they also noted that thunder was reported widely across the region during the event. Ooh. There was convective activity. Ooh. Um, it would make sense being like Denver, a spring, spring yeah. storm. Denver had 11 inches of snow with 1.7 inches of liquid. Wow. With which A good portion of which was rain, they note. So the Moffat Road, which is in Boulder County... Uh, which I think was that tunnel, right? Moffat. Moffat, Moffat yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was eight-foot snowdrifts. Uh, Colorado Springs <laughs> had 19 eight inches. Feet. Telephone poles blown over. So, yeah, a pretty crazy storm. Wow. Um, so I'll read you the conclusion. <laughs> it's very short. <laughs> <laughs> One of the shortest conclusions I've ever seen in a research paper. 
wouldn't cut it nowadays. I know. All right. The above considerations lead to the conclusion that the Silver Lake measurement is indeed reasonable. There is no evidence to indicate that it was less accurate than the measurement of snowfalls that until now have been accepted as world record values, which incidentally have been exceeded several times of estimates uh, by the Weather Bureau personnel experienced in mountain snowfall are accepted as reliable. For these reasons, the Silver Lake snowfall is being accepted as providing the highest known rates in the United States for duration to four days. Durations up to four days. Okay, so that was another part of it that I didn't really mention. That in 24 hours, so he only took measurements at 27 and a half hours, which was 87 inches. Uh, then he went outside six hours later and measured 95 inches. And then he went outside like two days later and measured a uh, hundred inches. <laughs> so that, so they got all those records. Uh, okay. Um, basically from 24 <laughs> to 48 to 72 and up to 80. Uh, oh, for the, for the total storm duration, mm, wow. which was 85 hours, longest period of apparent, longest period of continuous snow, highest snow total. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Though I wonder how that goes with the, uh, I don't know, some of that lake effect snow in like Buffalo, where they got oh, like yeah. 84 inches. I don't know if it was continuous. I guess probably not. So that didn't make a new record, I guess. For Buffalo, 84. Sounds like high. For one stone? No way. Dude, lake effect. Yeah, but. Yeah. Oh, it was like stretched over like five days now. Oh, okay. Wow. It was like continuous lake effect snowman, just like fit. Yeah, that's that's fanning out over Lake Erie. I was also or wondering. On, I mean, yeah, that's Erie, yeah. I was also wondering if Mount Washington would, but oh. I guess no one measures. I mean, they do measure up there, but I guess, I guess they don't get that kind of snow. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You need something to just stall, or some intense upslope. I don't know. It must have been a really slow-moving storm. Well, if Denver got like 11 inches, then maybe we could extrapolate Boulder would have probably had maybe two feet. No, least. they had 19. Oh, okay. 19. There's a nice, uh, I don't know, snow-contoured map. Oh. Uh, Estes Park had 20. Boulder Was it had... drawn by hand? Yeah, it's drawn by hand. Yeah, it's drawn by hand. And they also, pre- they also contoured liquid. Boulder had... Wow, 4.66. Oh no, Boulder was 3.36. Yeah, those are some low snow-liquid ratios. Yeah, well they said a lot of it was rain probably at the beginning. Hmm. Which makes sense, but... Hmm. Then why would you still count it into snow... I mean, like, liquid ratio, I mean, it shouldn't rescue. Anyway, it's, it's problematic. It's a crazy storm. It's really interesting paper, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's old. It's so interesting that you can read it every day. I could. It's only like two pages. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just interesting that the world record snow, I wonder if it still holds up to this day. Uh, it's in Boulder yeah. County. Paul, sure we should go there. We should go see, check out Silver Lake. Yeah. It's, right, it's right next to Brainyard. Okay. We could. Right next to the uh, Apache Peak. Hmm. Did you hike that? Mm. Oh, no, you did Navajo. 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't think he did Apache. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I'm well, sure the weather service in Boulder would probably know whether that, that record is still existed. Maybe. It still maybe exists. Not. Here's this is another news article from 2014 that was talking about it. Hmm. But yeah, I think it's still good for today. Uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, whatever. It was a good topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely fits in line with our winter season. So. Hopefully, we'll get some another big storm. The question was, I mean, the, the, obviously the records don't go that far back, but whether that was an El Nino year or obviously one data point doesn't give you much indication, but would have been interesting to see what kind of pattern that was back then, too. <laughs> I would that, think they could that probably... That favored a certain storm track. Do you think they could extrapolate El Nino's backward from 1950 just based off shipping data? I think they do, because El Nino was just essentially the... Surface yeah. pressure differences between Australia and mid of the ocean, right? Yeah. Tahiti like and Darwin? Yeah, well, I mean, that's where it originally started. So I think, I think they, I think they found it like late 1800s, really? I say. Well, they should know what years were El Nino years then. They should, yeah, I think so. Huh. I mean, it's been a long record uh, in Mexico, I think, in the West Coast. Yeah, because every every El Nino, they they got really bad agricultural fishing stuff. Yeah, fishing yeah. is is a big hit for them. I think. I think that if you want to find it, I I don't think it's a tough record to find. If that year is El Nino or non El Nino year. Yeah. Okay. And back then, it was more vulnerable to the weather. I mean, to to human beings. Unlike today, that that more warnings and whatnot. Yeah, we know about everything. Yep. What? Seven days before it happens, and the news the weather channels already talking about a blizzard and tornado yeah. outbreak next week. Yep. We've already named it. Yeah. Winter, winter storm, Joseph, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What kill pe- What kills people these days are not natural disasters. Well, maybe earthquakes or volcanic volcanic eruptions or whatnot, but definitely not a snowstorm or I don't know mm-hmm. stuff like that. Snowstorm don't really kill people. I mean, it's deadly in terms of you know. You know, cold or people losing power or anything, or accidents. You know, accidents yeah, on the road, but you know, it's well forecasted overall. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything yep. more on records or snow measurements? I can't think of anything else. <sighs> Joseph. No, not really. We can save it for next time. I'll check on, like, fun weather topics to talk about, I guess. Yeah, I have a couple articles. There. Yeah, these are, these are actually pretty fun to talk about rather than, like, I don't know, El Nino or... What? <laughs> El Nino? <laughs> Last time the El Nino forecast was, I don't know, it was a little bit too sciencey, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's what we gotta teach our audience. I don't know. We're a science podcast. Yeah, true. In some sense, sometimes lighter than other days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this time is more casual, I guess, and 
I like it. Just discussions. Yeah, or just you talking or you reading that paper. I got some good stuff for next time. I saw some other good stuff when I was doing some research. Uh, you're really doing your work, eh? <laughs> good for yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of articles I haven't been able to read from the BAMs, but maybe one of those we can discuss in a future podcast, too. Oh, yeah. Man, I didn't even, like, read papers these days. Oops. <laughs> Hopefully my advisor's not listening to this. <laughs> I doubt she is. <laughs> yeah, anyway. probably not. All right. Anyway, I guess we can sign off here. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we haven't heard from any listeners, right? Nope, no, no listener questions this week. One of these All days. Right. Yeah. All right. Stay classy, Boulder. Stay classy. <laughs> Enjoy the warm weather. Yeah, whatever. Whatever.